0: Okay, so in the past month, I received a lot of requests asking about crypto and how to get into it, especially in India. And while I love to help uh, everyone who reaches out on board into crypto and personally guide them through the entire process, and you know give the tips and tricks of how it's done, uh, it's quickly become really unsustainable, So especially with my work. So I, I just thought I'd just do a quick... Uh, yeah, audio thing to take people through whatever has there been for the past two, three or so years. And I hope some of you might find this helpful. So first of all, um, what's crypto and how it works? Essentially, you have your banking systems right now. Everyone is aware of money as... Something that you keep in the bank, something you have in the form of notes, or something that you write in checks, you know. So it's it's the it's monetary system that's controlled by the banks, by the governments, and any other participants that are essentially part of the financial network. So crypto changes this entire equation. It removes the banks and puts the blockchain network at the center of the entire system. So instead of relying on banks to tell you that you have XYZ amount of balance and that's how much you can spend, uh, all your records are kept on the blockchain. And this blockchain is uneditable, unauditable. Uh, I mean, it is auditable. Yes. It's uneditable. You cannot tamper with it. It's tamper proof. And once transactions are written in, they cannot be rolled back so that's that's very important because that's how the entire system works everything on the blockchain is permanent there are other types of blockchains where things are not but uh, i'll just keep it simple and i'll talk about it in general terms so the most popular of them all is ethereum you have ethereum and bitcoin uh, bitcoin is known as just just a coin right because it does not have an entire ecosystem it does not have projects building on top of it like you have on ethereum ethereum itself has multitude of other projects that are using the ethereum network to build on top of it and most projects when they launch a token or a coin um uh, it's essentially an erc 20 which is a specification token on the ethereum blockchain so all these tokens reside primarily on ethereum so going back to the banks so in uh The situation of banks, you actually have to trust that the bank would take care of things um, as they happen and record it into their system. Sometimes there are mistakes, sometimes money gets debited, sometimes additional money gets funded. These mistakes happen. They're very rare, but they do happen, right? But the bank can reverse all of this. And the bank has this power because of the government, the government gives the reserve bank the power to essentially control the supply of currency and the issuance of the same. So the reserve bank um, takes care of the inflation, how much inflation has there to be, how much more money can we print every year, etc, etc, etc. And that's normally in the range of somewhere between 7 to 10% per annum. And that's why you see that the prices of all the things that you buy go up on a yearly basis and they never go down because of inflation so now when we remove the banks from the equation and we take everything in our own hands when it comes to the blockchain um so you don't have the government oversight you don't have the banks everything that is out there is the code the code is essentially the law and that's why you'll find many different types of blockchains with different um, code on how they operate, different consensus mechanisms. I would not go into detail in all of these things because it can get very complicated. Uh, So let's just simplify it. There is a blockchain. People uh, run this blockchain. These people are called miners. And these miners are the you know, they're running infrastructure where you send a transaction request, they uh, put it into the record, and they mine the transaction, and that's essentially when a transaction is said to be uh, processed slash completed. So now to get uh, one of these coins. Um, In 2017, that's when I got into crypto, so that's what I'd be speaking more about. Although it's been there since 2009, I never really had interest to get into it unfortunately so in 2017 bitcoin was the major coin that you would normally go into if you were speaking of crypto and there were a bunch of other coins you would buy them but the only way to buy them was using bitcoin so bitcoin was the gateway to crypto if you had to buy any tokens or any cryptocurrency you would first buy bitcoin and only then can you do anything else so, <clears throat> there were exchanges, uh, but P2P methods were very uh, popular. You had local Bitcoins, a bunch of other P2P websites where you could just transfer cash or something and they would send you the Bitcoin. Then things got a bit more formalized. Uh, we had exchanges, we had uh, Coin Delta, we had Zepay, we had a bunch of others. Uh, right now in the market, um, Zepay had left the game. They're back again. I'm not sure how well they're doing um same thing coin delta died out there are a few others which have sailed through but i'm not sure how good they are uh as of now the best i would recommend right now is Um, and not just because they're in the game uh also because they have an integration with binance binance is currently the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world and uh, with vazerex and binance working together because binance actually made an investment in WazirX, they bought them out last year. Um, So now you can transfer money between Binance and WazirX for free. And that is a big thing because normally the crypto transactions uh, cost you anywhere between two to 20 to $50, depending on how crazy the network is at that point of time. So to be able to transfer everything for free between WazirX and Binance, it's a very good system because waserox supports Indian currency, it supports INR. You can directly deposit your INR into WazirX, then you can buy USDT with that INR, transfer that USDT to Binance and buy any of the coins that you like that are there on Binance. So getting back to USDT, so like I said, in 2017, Bitcoin was the gateway and uh, the downside of that was that regardless of the fundamentals of any other token out there uh, if Bitcoin price falls that would fall as well because it is based against Bitcoin so some people realized this problem and you know they they came up with the solution to have uh, US dollar stable coin stable coin in the sense it's supposed to maintain its value at parity with the actual US dollar that we have in real life, right? So one USDT is equal to one US dollar at any point of time. The way this works is they take in the money, they issue you the crypto tokens for USDT, and at any point of time you can give them the tokens back and get actual US dollars in the bank account. So USDT became one of the most uh, popular currencies and then um, Soon enough, all the coins were being traded against USDT, and um, the benefit to this was that the price of the other tokens was no longer reliant on Bitcoin. It still was to some extent, but not that much anymore. Um, and of course, you know, the system diversified, and now we have much many more stable coins. We have USDT, USDC, TUSDTI, and a bunch of others, SUST as well. So. But USDT is the most popular and you would be able to get any coin you want with USDT and that's why the VazirX and Binance connection really plays into this whole thing. Uh, you just deposit your INR money in there, get USDT, transfer it to Binance and Binance has everything you would ever need. And I guess that's that's about it on how to get, it, get your money in and which exchange is to go for and next thing, how, how much... Should you invest and is the market going to drop or, you know, whatever of that sort. I would say, and I have been saying that DCA is the best approach, dollar cost average. What this means is you just choose a time period and between that time period you keep buying uh, a fixed amount. So the way this works out very beautifully is because it's it's not dependent on whether the market goes up or down, as long as the fundamentals are still right, it will still work out. So let's say you want to totally put in around 1L into crypto right now, and you decide you're going to go all in at one point of time. So you go and buy your favorite coin for 1L in in a single transaction. One week later or so, the price dips by 20, 30%, which I would tell you is, it's it's not rare you know in, in stock market if uh, there's a 20 30% fall it, first of all it wouldn't happen circuit breaker would activate at 5 to 10% drop and it just would not happen and 30% would be considered like a wipeout in in stock market but in in crypto 20 30% on um daily average basis is it's like it's just expected it's 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 okay you know it, it happens uh, so fluctuations as wild as fifty to seventy percent can be expected in crypto, so you should not be caught off guard uh with that so getting back to the d c example uh like I said, if you know one week later it drops thirty percent, you've lost a lot of money, and now, since you're not putting in more money, you are in an then thirty percent loss Now, imagine you split this uh one l in about two to four transactions and you did. Uh, 25k each time right so first week you bought at whatever rate it was at next week it dropped 30% you bought again for 25k worth next week maybe it went up maybe it went down doesn't matter right Uh, because at the end of the day your average buying in price is getting averaged out over a period of time so what would happen essentially is that you would end up getting the Fairest price possible and this is this is one of the strategies that one of the largest funds uh, In investment use they they, they use the time weighted average price uh, so you doing a DCA is quite close to the funds doing the time weighted average price buy-ins they keep a track of the average price over a fixed period of time and that's what basically the top is time weighted average price and based on that whether it's below or above they buy in. Um so DCA is what I would recommend um and in terms of the market is it going to crash? Who knows? It, it just might and Ethereum might just go below thousand again. It it can happen. Uh, if it does happen the next uh, you know it's it, it's going to be in a downturn for anywhere between six months to two years or three years uh, we have a natural cycle of uh, having hype cycles once every four years but what i've seen is that the time has been condensing lately so uh, the drops don't last as long as they used to or you know market picks up faster what um, a lot of times what happens is that the market gets overheated and because there's mania and there's this hype there's this whole bubble created because of that people Refuse to let uh, the price of the assets fall You know as soon as it dips they come in and buy in and they hype it up again So eventually in in this scenario what happens is that if the market remains overheated for a long enough period of time um, Essentially what's going to happen is that it would just pop like a bubble. It would explode and the longer a market remains overheated the longer it would be in a correction phase, which means the longer and the deeper it would drop. So those are the things to be very you know careful about. And that's why I would never recommend that, you know, put all your money in at right now or put all your money in whenever, you know, never put all your money in at once. Always go with dollar cost average. And regarding how much money you should put in, you should always put in as much as you're comfortable losing it should be forgotten money, it should be money that you don't even take into account that I have that much money there in crypto. Because um, in all honesty, there is a probability it can go to zero. Um, There was actually a time in in 2018 where Bitcoin could literally have gone to zero, but a bunch of exchanges actually did an immediate emergency shutdown and uh, that helped. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah, it was actually going to go to zero. Uh, So yeah, so it's very risky. It's it's very volatile. It's a new asset, and unless uh, it becomes a multi-trillion market cap, it's it's going to be like this. Even the the stocks were very volatile in the early, not early actually, late 1900s, when the stock market, you know, just was new, and then there was the internet bubble in the 90s, and everything, everything was volatile. Now they are relatively stable because the uh, market capitalization has gone so huge for them that um, it's it's very hard to move the price. And for crypto, that's not the case anymore. Uh, uh, because the projects, the individual tokens, they are still relatively valued at, you know, most of them would be uh under 150 mil in market capitalization. So that's 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 an, not a lot of money and. Uh, the larger whales can actually move the market. So actually lost track of what I was trying to talk about. Forgive me because my mind is scattered all over. It's actually 5.30 in the morning. I'm not sure why the hell am I trying to do this at this point? But yeah, uh, yeah, the next thing. Okay. Uh, what are the some good coins to invest in? I would say always have a portfolio of Bitcoin plus Ethereum plus maybe at least four other tokens uh and out of these four other tokens two could be other competing blockchains that are um new and something other than ethereum uh so bitcoin is good to have ethereum is good to have a lot of people are going crazy over matic and ripple and i, I, I don't even want to talk about them they 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 are uh they're probably not the best investments out there they could increase a lot in money but i would still say they're not the best investments out there uh so some of the recent projects that i've found are fundamentally very good it would be avalanche avax uh then there is uniswap uniswap is is it's it's a good one in defi there's compound these are some of the very solid blue chip projects in crypto and you can't go wrong with them it, but Again, if the market tanks, they will tank as well. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people are doing ICOs these days. Again, like 2017, and uh, most of them don't have any actual product that you can use, um, or it, or it's, it's it's just vaporware, right? They just come and say they are going to do X, Y, Z. People give them money, uh, and they disappear. A lot of scams happen. You. Uh, Strictly have to never give out your keys to anyone. Uh, So as long as you are in the whole VazirX Binance ecosystem, it's what we call the centralized exchanges because the exchanges are handling your wallet on your behalf, which actually is contrary to the ethos of blockchain because it was supposed to be that, you know, everyone who's a participant of the blockchain will own their own wallets slash keys, and uh, you know they would have absolute control over their assets, and no one can seize their assets or do anything to their assets. That is not true when you have money with Vizerox or Binance. You have to get KYC verified. If things go wrong or if you know something is shady, they might shut your account, put it on hold, or whatever. People have lost money that way. So that is a centralized exchange. They hold the assets on your behalf. And now the true way to actually have crypto is to have control of your own wallet. A wallet is nothing but a cryptographic key, uh, the password to which only you know or only you can access it. So you can go to myetherwallet.com and quickly create one. It takes it takes you know less than five minutes to create one, and uh, then you can use these wallet files to directly interact with the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, I would actually recommend getting a hardware wallet because you know unless you're investing more than a thousand dollars, I wouldn't recommend a hardware wallet. But if it's going over a thousand dollars, you should probably invest in um, something like a Ledger Nano S or a Ledger Nano X. Um, they're pretty handy. You know, it's 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 like a really small USB-like device which you connect to your computer and your wallet key remains in the hardware encrypted. So in case of uh, wallet or MetaMask, MetaMask is another extension for Chrome which lets you create a wallet. So these are web-based wallets, right? There, there's a risk of uh, you getting hacked or your wallet keys getting stolen or anything like that. And if anyone gets your key, they essentially control all your assets. They have your funds. It's like your password, if your wallet key goes, all the money that's in the wallet goes with it as well. So the hardware wallet, like Ledger, gets across, uh, gets around this whole situation by making sure that the key never leaves the hardware device, it's encrypted within the device, and you can interact with the blockchain using your hardware wallet, just by connecting it with your PC. So once you do that, uh, there are a bunch of things that open up. You can directly do transfers to other places. You can use uh, decentralized exchanges. So we talked about centralized exchanges, which is Wasirex Finance. There's also decentralized exchanges. That means that the exchange itself is code living on the blockchain. There is no one actually. You're not taking care of things over there, no one can freeze your assets, no one can put up any requirements. It's it's non-custodial. Entirely it depends on the code which is there on the blockchain. So now let's let's assume you had to buy a token and it was on Binance. Normally you would put your money into a ZRX then transfer it to Binance, then buy that token and you would hold it on the Binance exchange itself. Or you could transfer it out to your wallet. Uh, alternative is to directly just, uh, you know, put your money into a Vazirx, buy some Ethereum, transfer it out to your wallet and then go to Uniswap, which is the most popular decentralized exchange and buy the token directly off the chain using Uniswap. So sometimes it could be cheaper to do decentralized exchanges. Sometimes it could be cheaper to do centralized exchanges. It really depends on the state of the market and um, the gas price that we pay. Uh, So on Ethereum network, uh, everything consumes something we call gas. uh, And it's essentially a fraction of the Ether. Ether is the native currency on the Ethereum network. And Ether is required to do any transactions, slash computing, slash processing, slash storage on the Ethereum network. So any interaction apart from the read-only transactions that you do on Ethereum chain, require gas to be provided along with it. So, to directly interact with your um, Ethereum blockchain, you need to have some Ether in your wallet. And that's why you can just directly buy off Ether, uh, send it to your hardware wallet, and then use it to interact with the chain. Now, um, these uh, gas prices, they fluctuate very wildly depending on how busy the Ethereum network itself is. So if there is a hyped up ICO happening somewhere and people are rushing to invest into it, um, it 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 goes you know it goes very high. It could cost hundreds, thousands of dollars. The craziest fees I saw ever was four thousand five hundred dollars for a simple contract interaction, which actually went down back to a hundred after the hype died out. Uh, so it, it it fluctuates wildly. So in in cases where, uh, the network is very congested and the gas prices are high, it makes more sense to buy stuff on centralized exchanges and if that's not the case, DEX is obviously the best way to go because everything is in your control and you're directly interacting with the blockchain and you are the one in control of your assets and all the things that you do with your wallet. I guess that covers CEX and DEX or the next thing is leverage so when you go to binance you will see 5x 10x um there are options there's something called isolated margin Then there's 5x and there's 10x there's also derivatives and futures you should probably not touch any of these for the first uh, six months to one year uh because it can do one of the two things it could lead to crazy returns or it could lead to you losing all your money in a very short amount of time and the second uh, possibility is more likely so yeah i would i would you know just recommend stay away from that